It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Once you're finished with today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, make sure you check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast. You are Locked On Washington Football Team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington Football Team with the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I am your host, Dave Harrison, joined by my co-host, Chris Russell. Welcome, new listeners, returning listeners. If you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the podcast, leave a rating and a review. It'll help other fans of the team find us just like you did. When you can't find us here, you can find Chris over the Team 980 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also find what he and Pete Methurst are doing with the Team 980 on the Odyssey app. You can also find this podcast on the Odyssey app. Find Chris covering the Washington football team and writing for SI.com. Find him on Twitter at WrestleMania621, and you can find me on Twitter at DHarrison82, as well as the show at Pod. Speaking of Team 980, Chris, joining us today for this recording from the Team 980 studios. So you get a little bit of, of both worlds here in today's episode. So, of course, make sure you check out that radio show he and Pete are doing over there, uh, doing great things. Of course, Pete off this week like I was last week. So, Chris is just carrying the workload for all of his co-hosts uh, here in the month of July. But, Chris, we've got more rankings, more more uh, pro- uh, projections to talk about in today's episode, as well as our second segment of our interview uh, with Coach Omar Smith from, from yesterday. But let's kick it off with the PFF, Pro Football Focus, roster rankings, because they also gave – strengths weaknesses and x factors so even if people don't like the grading system mm-hmm. there's some actual analysis behind this yeah they use their grades a little bit but there is some some analysis some opinions in what pff put out here yeah so overall um first of all david they they have the washington football team their roster okay this is not a starting lineup which i think espn did a starting lineup thing this is their roster ranking um and as you identified strength weaknesses x factors um you know but including and you know primarily focusing on on the starting lineup um so we should just like clear that out and i looked at this and i said hmm where are the washington football team going to be i i'm guessing they're probably going to be 16 17 18 somewhere in that range and much to my pleasant surprise, and, and maybe this is a good thing, maybe this is a bad thing, they were ranked 12th overall. And what PFF did was, again, give biggest strength, biggest weakness, an X factor. And as you mentioned in our little show notes, biggest strength is pretty obvious. The defensive line, we'll get into that. The biggest weakness, not so obvious, because you could go a couple of different ways here, but they go offensive line, and I want to talk about that. And then the X factor, I think for everybody, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I guess I'll serve this up. As we talk about this ranking and this evaluation, were you surprised, as I was, and I would say pleasantly surprised, that Washington was the 12th ranked team roster starting lineup by PFF? I was. I, I definitely I came into it just like you. I think I expected them to be lower. I would I would have had them a little bit higher uh, than I expected them to have them. I think 12 is a nice spot. The only disagreement I have is just how much higher the Dallas Cowboys roster is. And I mean, being being truthful about it, I think the Dallas Cowboys offense on paper 
is definitely sexier than the Washington football team offense, but I don't think it's really that far, that big of a difference. And then when you look at defense, which the old adage goes, right, defense wins championships, look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Defense won them that championship. Uh, I think that the Washington football team's roster on defense is head and shoulders above the Dallas Cowboys. So to me, if the Dallas Cowboys have a a small margin of of you know advantage in, in how great in how good their roster looks on paper, then Washington has that huge advantage on defense. I think that equals out to where this team should be a little bit closer. But that's kind of splitting hairs. But as far as the strength being the defensive line, I think that's that's kind of a no brainer. Um, I think that it's it's very it's very well represented in a lot of these rankings that we've talked about so far this offseason. So uh, I was happy with where the ranking is. Definitely more or definitely higher than I expected them to be. So props to PFF for that. And then the defensive line, I mean, I don't think you can argue with that being their strength uh, coming into this season. You know, it's interesting. Before we get back to Washington, I, I missed what you pointed out, that Dallas was ranked as high as they were. I, I mean, look, I know they're improved on defense, right? They add Micah Parsons, and, and we're going to talk a lot about the Cowboys just because that's the number one rivalry of the Washington football team, so that's what we should do. I know they've improved. They drafted Kelvin Joseph in the second round. Uh, this is not still a, a, a defense that's got a ways to go. I'm, I mean, just as pleasantly surprised as I am at PFF for their ranking of the WFT at 12, I, I'm almost disappointed that they think that highly of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, maybe I'm missing something. Listen, I know Dak Prescott is an MVP caliber quarterback, but we don't know if Dak Prescott's going to be healthy or not. I mean, like truly healthy. We don't know if he's going to be rusty. We don't know if he's going to be a little trigger shot. We have no idea. That offensive line was torn and tattered last year. They lost their tight end. Sure, I know they've got three excellent receivers. I got it. Ezekiel Elliott, he wasn't the same last year. So, I mean, how, like where are they coming? you know just as again pleasantly surprised i am about the wft i don't understand where they're coming from uh with the dallas cowboys but back to the wft i mean again the the great strength you know we, we all understand right the defensive line um and, and i think it's more than just about the big four right i mean so much focus is on chase young and then the other three guys but it's really about getting matt ionitis back it's also about timmy settle and i'll tell you this watch out for guys like james smith williams uh and 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 at least one and i think it'll be shaka tony but maybe i'll be wrong uh maybe it'll be the kid from baylor one of those guys is going to make the roster for sure. Maybe both of them if they both ball out in training camp in the preseason. But one of those guys, I think, is going to make the roster. And I think this defensive line rotation, even without Ryan Kerrigan and Ryan Anderson, is, is certainly seven deep. And it could be eight deep and a lot younger and a lot juicier off the edge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if, if they're not the best defensive front in the National Football League, certainly making a case to become the best defensive front. And if they stay healthy and uh, get contributions from all those guys, then I think at the end of this year, you'll be talking about the Washington football team being set up in their defense very, very well going into 2022, whether that's with a new quarterback or maybe they run it back with Ryan Fitzpatrick and continue to upgrade the middle and back end of their defense. But then Chris flipping over to their weakness, identifying the offensive line. So the other side of the trenches, and you all, we all know how important the trenches are to winning in the National Football League. So the offensive line being the weakness, do you agree with the offensive line being the weakness? Because, I mean, coming into the offseason, we were talking about the linebacking group kind of being probably mm -hmm. the biggest area that needed to be addressed. But now it looks like with simply the addition of Jamin Davis, really, the offensive line has taken the mantle. Yeah, I don't really view the offensive line as being weak. 
I don't, I don't think they're dominant. I don't think they're great, but I think they're above average to good or solid. Uh, and that's just what I, I, I read. I think they are a deeper group than they have been, even with the subtraction of Morgan Moses and, and, uh, and Jaron Christian. I think Sam Cosme, Charles Leno, and others make it a better and deeper group all the way around. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick as the X factor. I mean, new quarterback, you know, coming to a team that just came off of a playoff run expected to be the starter you know there's an open competition quote unquote but we've kind of already been on record thinking that that competition may be not as open uh, as coach Rivera is letting it on to be but you know he's, he's a man of his word so if he says it's open then it's open but then not only just the fact that he's a new quarterback on this team it's Ryan Fitzpatrick and we've talked about Fitzmagic Fitz tragic Ryan Fitzpatrick is just a walking x factor your team can literally rise to the top with the cream or sink to the bottom with the grain the grains or the the grinds rather sorry in the coffee <laughs> in the glass of coffee um so i ryan fitzpatrick just is an x factor but especially on this team with the situation with him being new it, he's the ultimate x factor because of those uh extenuating circumstances no doubt all right coming up next part two of our great conversation with omar smith morgan state defensive backs coach former afl head coach and a member of the Washington football team coaching staff this offseason through the Bill Walsh diversity program through the NFL. That's next. The NBA Finals got off to a very interesting start as the Phoenix Suns took game one of that final series. The Tampa Bay Lightning, at the time of this recording, has not finished out the Stanley Cup, but perhaps by the time you're listening to this, they may have. If you're like my co-host over the Lockdown Bucks podcast and the Tampa Bay Lightning have already clinched their next championship, then you made a lot of money through our friends over at betonline.ag. If they didn't, then you can still get in on some of that game-to-game action. If you think the Lightning will win the next game, there is still time before that next puck drop because betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it be that Hockey Stanley Cup Finals or the NBA Finals or baseball, which is in full swing, or UFC MMA. Before the next puck drop or tip-off, go to betonline.ag. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as these teams go through their runs in their finals. Again, use your mobile device or your computer. Sign up. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. On the first edition of this week, the last edition of the Locked On WFT podcast, we were joined by Omar Smith, Bill Walsh Diversity Mentorship a Coach with the Washington football team. He'll rejoin them for training camp. We're a part of it. Normally a Morgan State defensive backs coach, former AFL head coach and champion. In today's installment, I think you guys are going to love this. I have not break down, along with David, uh, the most of the, the secondary, not everybody, but most of the secondary, you're going to love what he said about William Jackson, the third about Cameron curl about Benjamin St. Just. And Oh, listen to what he also said about a linebacker. You might've heard of him, Jamin Davis. 
Coach, I wanted to run a couple of names by you. You know, just just get like I guess maybe your first glance, more than a first glance thought, if you don't mind, from some of the players that you know you got a chance to work with, uh, and, and just to share with our audience from a coaching perspective. Okay, like this player, you know. William Jackson III, high-priced free agent target, comes in from what I call football Siberia in Cincinnati where he didn't have much help around him. Is he is he uh, like only a press man corner? Is he comfortable playing zone in your opinion? Or does he have to play just a certain way to make him elite? Nah, he can he can do it all. Um, and I, a lot of people get um, – pigeonholed into a certain thing just because they were in a certain system. But uh, watching him, he can play zone, he can play press, he can play off man. He's he's a very, very talented, very good size corner, and he's a vet. He has some some savviness to him. He can make things look like it's going to be open and go take something. So uh, I was very impressed to watch him work. When you see um, a guy like Cameron Curl, who, you know, and I don't know how much you got to work with him here, but a seventh round rookie out of Arkansas last year, physical, can play strong, can play free, can drop down, can do just seemingly do everything. When you see a story like that, I mean, does it say more about Cam or how maybe the player development is in Washington, or maybe is it just a combination of both? Definitely a combination of both. Uh, he's going to be an overachiever. He, he's going to su- surprise some people that he hasn't already su- uh, surprised. Uh, the size, the football intelligence, the athletic ability to be that big. Um, he doesn't bust coverages. I mean, he, he is a ball player. I was extremely impressed by, uh, by, by Mr. Curl, very much so. Uh- you know, and and obviously, I mean, his play on the field warranted much higher than a seventh round pick. So, um, you know, it's great to hear from from a coaching background um, what you saw there. I wanted to ask you also, if you don't mind, uh, about Jimmy Moreland, because, you know, here's a guy who's a seventh round pick, again, small school out of James Madison. You know, he makes the roster, has a big preseason two years ago, you know, and has been very good. Um, overall, do you think he's best in the slot or do you think he can play slot and outside? Any kind of way to describe what you see moving forward in Jimmy Moreland's career? He's very versatile. He's not just a guy that you can put in a slot. I've seen him go outside and play off. He has really good feet. Uh, he has a knack for the ball. He's not afraid to tackle. I you know, watched film of them, film of him last year. Um, he can he can do uh a lot of things. He's not. He's he's not one trick pony, by any stretch. And Benjamin St. Just. I mean, the the limited practices that we as the media were able to see. There was one practice, you know, where he. I mean, he probably swatted away six different passes. Yeah. I mean, is is yeah. he is he as real as he seems to be? I know he's got the size. I know he's got the physicality. Yep. Is that what you see in him? Yeah, without a doubt. I think that particular practice, he he came out there all. With him and with the mindset of making plays and getting his hands on the ball, and he did that. And I'm sure his confidence grew after that. After that uh, practice, I mean, that was one of the best practices I've seen anybody have. I mean, he was all over the place. And you talk about his size and his athletic ability. Yeah, the sky's the limit for that kid. And he's ready to. I mean, you think he's not? I mean, he's raw. In uh, I guess overall, any rookie is raw. But you think he can contribute right away early this season? Yeah, I don't see why not. 
Mm. Everything that I've seen, he's a very talented, smart defensive back, and uh, he's only going to get better as training camp comes along and the season uh, rolls along. He's going to be very good for the WFT. And one last one that I wanted to ask you about, just generally, and again, I don't know how much you got a chance specifically to work with him, but Jamin Davis working at the Mike linebacker spot, running the defense. We all know what that position in companies. I mean, obviously he's a first round pick and he's a physical freak sideline to sideline. We all know that, but from a coaching perspective, what did you see in terms of his ability to call all the plays, checks, adjustments, that type of thing? Didn't really uh, get a whole lot of time with them, but I just know watching him live and watching him on film, that kid can run, and he is a smart, instinctual linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to be someone that's that's going to be doing some special things for you for many years. Uh, and coach, as we wrap this up, so just to let the fans know, you're going to again be. Um, I know we talked about this before you came on. You're going to be with the team. Uh, at the start of training camp down in Richmond, and then maybe even a little bit of time back in Ashburn before you have to get back to Morgan State, right? Correct. All right. So uh, we very much appreciate you doing this and making some time for us and giving us the insight that you've learned. Um, You know, I've been, you know, covering you from afar uh, for a couple of years now back in the Arena Football League and and so on. So I wish you the best. David and I are very appreciative uh, of your time and your insight and joining us. No problem. Anytime. Thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it, Chris. All right. And once again, thanks to Omar Smith for joining us. He'll rejoin the Washington football team for the start of training camp and then head back to his normal job at Morgan State. Great to catch up with Coach. Really enjoyed that conversation between Omar, uh, David, and myself. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Again, listen to part one on the previous episode of Locked On WFT. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Oh, I bet you didn't know that, right? Plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're passionate. They're bonkers about their favorites. I know I love my favorite. David loves his favorite, mint brownie. I'm a peanut butter brownie guy, but I like a lot of the limited time flavors that I've had. So good. Sometimes you get the white chocolate. Sometimes you get the, and most of the time you get the regular dark chocolate. It is delicious. I crave my Built Bars as a after workout snack, as a meal replacement for breakfast with a cup of coffee. They're awesome. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, again, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel are the nine delicious regular flavors. And again, that you never know mystery, occasional flavor or limited time flavor. Whatever your favorite is, hey, if you don't have a favorite, you like a bunch, get a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Plus, they're low in calories, high in protein, very low in grams of sugar and net carbs. In other words, they are not your typical chocolate bar. They only taste like a typical chocolate bar without all the bad stuff. So order today at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off BuiltBar.com. Wrapping up today's episode of the Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania 61 Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast, at Pod, And we're going to wrap up today's episode talking about ESPN's top 10 rankings. We talked yesterday about the edge rusher group, Chase Young, part of that. If you didn't catch that, by all means, go back to yesterday's episode and listen to that segment uh, where we react to Chase Young being on that list and who wasn't on that list. Speaking of guys not on the top 10 list, Chris, we've got 
This one, again, this is collected by Jeremy Fowler over at ESPN using a ranking of 50, from 50 different personnel, ranging from coaches, scouts, other personnel, uh, to figure out who the top 10 of each position group are. So this top 10 group, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner, Cam Hayward, Fletcher Cox, Jeffrey Simmons, Leonard Williams, Stephon Tuitt, Vita Vea, and Grady Jarrett. So two Steelers on this group, but no Washington football team members. However, Chris, Jonathan Allen was an honorable mention, meaning he did get some votes, just not enough to crack the top 10. And Jeremy went ahead and inserted a quote from an AFC defensive coach who uh, commented on Jonathan Allen saying, quote, complete player, really good technique, plays the run really well, pass well, good locker room guy, just a good football player, end quote. So, Chris, what do you think about the list, first of all, Jonathan Allen not making the top 10, cracking the top 10, but getting a little bit of love from the voters and from an AFC defensive coach specifically? Yeah, I wish I could be outraged, but I'm not outraged. Uh, Maybe a little bit disappointed, but I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, just from obviously paying attention to Vita Vea a, a lot closer. I know I, I loved him coming out in the draft and what I've seen of him is, is, is tremendous when he's, but he's been banged up a lot, you know, and, and Jonathan Allen early in his career, David, like he missed part of his rookie season and then he missed the start of the 2019 season, or um, I, I guess actually he missed about a game and a half at the beginning, not the start uh, of the 2019 season. But outside of that, he's been able to reasonably stay clean and has been, you know, again, a very consistent, solid, good player. I don't know if he, I don't think he's a great player, but a good player. Um, so my question to you is Vita Vea a little bit overrated is how about Leonard Williams at seven? This was a guy that the NFL media absolutely just harpooned Dave Gettleman for trading for and then franchise tagging. And now all of a sudden the NFL thinks Leonard Williams is special. Yeah, at least, I mean, at least those 50 voters do. Uh, as far as Vita Vea is concerned, I mean, and this is, you know, we kind of talked about this on yesterday's episode with the edge rushers. When you're when you're polling 50 people from around the league and you're Jeremy Fowler going out there asking them to, to contribute their anonymous comments and analysis, you can't really say, you know, but only do it within these specific parameters. You kind of got to let these guys go and evaluate talent the way that they're going to evaluate talent. So Vita Vea being number nine on this list is is 100%. It's a potential ranking, right? Because he has missed a lot of time. But when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, when you watch Vita Vea and his impact on that defense up to the point where he gets injured in that Chicago Bears game versus the lack of having Vita Vea all the way through the rest of the season into the playoffs, and then what happens when he comes back? Uh, I mean, Jeremy Fowler writes, he even wrote in his own piece, Vita Vea only had two tackles in the postseason, right? That's all he had. But the impact he had as a as a block eater and as a pen, as a defensive penetrator up front is is something that can't be measured on the stat box and something that DMV fans or football fans are going to appreciate and remember. Of course, is the relationship between Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis and Haloti Nada. Granted, maybe not a lot of Ravens fans listening to the show, but if you're from the DMV, you're going to know what I'm talking about. And when Ray, when Haloti Nada was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens, I remember Ray Lewis kind of ranting and raving, going on and saying, listen, this is what I need in front of me. This is going to help me be more effective as a player in the linebacker group. That's what Vita Vea does. That's what Jonathan Allen is trying to do. And I think Jonathan Allen would probably get a little bit more credit. Again, you said he's he's got some injury history of his own. But when you're playing with guys like Chase Young and you're playing with all these other weapons, I mean, again, the number one defensive front potentially in the National Football League, that is going to kind of diminish your star a little bit, right? But there's not a lot of people outside of Tampa, Florida, or the Buccaneers fan base who know who William Golston is. Defensive line made of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Vita Vey, right? A lot of people know who Indomitian Sue is, but I remember when Indomitian Sue came to Tampa, 
overrated was, was was a lot of the commentary. Washed up was a lot of the commentary. And then he doesn't fill the stat box either because he does a lot of what Vita does. He eats blocks, he penetrates, but he frees up guys like Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. But with Ndamukong Sue, it's not he's not getting as much credit for having the impact as Vita Vea is. So this is very much a projection ranking for Vita Vea. Not saying he's overrated, but again, the the biggest available or the biggest ability is availability. If Vita Vea does go through another injury plagued season, then I don't think he'll be on this list next year. I think he's getting a lot of credit for what he did when he was on the field, even though it wasn't much. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, uh, people might be surprised to not see Allen actually rank here or Deron Payne, as as David, you and I have talked about, uh, as I've talked about many times. First of all, I think Jonathan Allen, a, a more consistent player than Deron Payne. Uh, I think people around the league feel that. So I'm not surprised to see Allen get the honorable mention, Payne not mentioned. Again, this is only the top 10. And like you said, 50 different evaluations, opinions. You know, some people are not going to see things the same way so um just a little analysis there we will have more of these position group rankings and analysis as we go through the rest of the offseason which is quickly evaporating here but we want to remind you to get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and as always david and i want to make sure you guys have a voice in the show and you can email us at lockedwftpod at gmail.com, lockedwftpod at gmail.com. We had our first email uh, that we read on the show last week. And as well, the voicemail, which has been busy, but you guys are must be on summer vacation or something. That's okay. We, we understand. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Just please make sure you tell us your name, where you're calling from, uh, why you listen to the show all that and if you have a criticism that's fine too if you have compliments which many of you do we appreciate all uh, of your listenership and uh, involvement and interaction so we have one more episode to go this week we're going to wrap this one up now for david harrison i'm chris russell thanks for being with us right here on the locked on washington football team podcast Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.